Hey lovelies and welcome back to Gloss Girl Diaries. I'm Tina and I'll be joined by my beautiful co-host Candice where we are going to unlock the secrets to bridal beauty but also navigate the twists and turns of wedding planning. So grab a seat or pop your headphones on and let's chat. With you the sun is shining 24 7 because when we're together it feels like we're in heaven if it will get dark you'll be my million stars I know I can lean on you Oh, you catch me like a leaf falling from a tree If you'll be a shooting star, i make a wish No, I don't fake this kind of feeling Welcome back, welcome back to everyone to Gloss Girl Diaries I'm so excited to be back, this is our First recording 2024. I'm not sure it's going to be the first one that goes out there in 2024, but we are super excited because today we're talking about cake. Oh my God. So exciting. We are talking to Candace and Fiona. Good morning, ladies. Hello. Hello. Good morning. My face <laughs> is everything. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> So we're going to have a little bit of a chat to Fiona. Fiona is an amazing cake maker here in the Hunter Valley. She has over 12 years experience. She is absolutely loving her business, loving life. And I thought that it would be a great idea to talk to someone about the steps you can take about booking in for your cake maker, because it's not quite as easy as you might think it is, because there's a lot of things to think about. So we'll start with Fiona and let Fiona tell us a little bit about her business and what she does, her favourite things to do in her business, and um, give everyone a little bit of a background about what you do, Fiona. Okay. Well, um, I'm Fiona. I own Dragonfly Cakes. Uh, We're a, well, when I say we, that's the royal we, that's me, myself and I, (laughs) uh, make wedding and event cakes um, for the Newcastle and Hunter area. We've got a shop front up in Weston and we've been there, well, this will be our fourth year now. I love weddings, love everything about them Um, and especially love wedding cakes, which is a good thing, I guess. We work with um, with pretty much any venue up in the Hunter Valley. We go up to Port Stephens as well. Absolutely have a major passion for weddings, talking about weddings. I mean, I got married last year, so I'm not actually talked out about weddings. People might be stopped listening to me talk about my wedding, but you know, in this business, it means we could talk about everybody else's. So I think that's the best part um, about the vendors that we love to work with all the time. Um, They have a real passion for weddings. And whether it's because um, you're getting married yourself, or you've been married, or whether you just love weddings in general, like, I, I talk about this all the time. I love weddings. I love the feeling I'm there first thing in the morning, and I really enjoy it. And I think passion is um, it's essential to be in this industry because it's not always pleasant. Um, so if you don't have the passion, sometimes that's a little bit harder to take if, um, you know, the wedding industry can be brutal. But, um, yeah, look, your wedding, though, was epic. <laughs> um, as, at Gloucester, we were blessed to be a part of the day. Unfortunately, personally, I was already booked because, Fiona, tell everybody how much notice you gave everybody before you got married. 
Uh, look, it, it was a bit of a combination, really, wasn't it? I think we decided to get married in April. We were getting married on the 30th of September, which just happened to be the long weekend in October, right in the middle of wedding season. And, um, well, it, we, we actually had a surprise wedding. So it was my 50th birthday and my husband's 51st. We invited everyone under the guise of that and decided to get married. We've been together for 30 years. So people had stopped finally asking us when we were going to get married and we thought this is a great time to do it. <laughs> so um, we did it all then. But, yeah, pulling pulling together a wedding when you're in the wedding industry and you decide to do it in the middle of wedding season was possibly not my most thought-out um, <laughs> moment that I had. However, <laughs> we got everybody that we wanted to and um, – we had an absolutely phenomenal day and Amazing. we did it all at home. So we had a mm. whole backyard wedding thing. I mean, it helps when you're on, a, when you've got a house the size of ours and a backyard the size of ours. It, we thankfully weren't in a small courtyard. But um, well, but that's the thing about weddings though, Fiona, they can literally be anywhere. And I was reading something yesterday and a couple just went to the um, home of the celebrant. It took three minutes and they were married. Yep. Um, they wow. have to drive in town. Um, we, we considered that. We considered having a party and having the celebrant walk out and go, hey, we're going to do this. And in the end, we kind of just had exactly what suited us. I didn't wear white. We were comfortable. We had cocktails and great food and we looked phenomenal. And Oh, yeah, I mean, I could talk about uh, your dress for a whole episode. So <laughs> I'm not even going to go into that because it was My dress insane. was gorgeous. I loved yeah. it so oh, much. <laughs> oh, it was so beautiful. It was so, so beautiful. And, um, look, I could have posted pictures for days. But, um, you know, but that's the thing about weddings. It, it is about your own. And when it comes to the cake, that's, that's somewhere like when I got married – um, I actually, I've been married twice. So the first time I was married, I actually um, went to my local bakery. Don't cringe, please. Oh, not, not at all. Went to my local bakery, ordered three different types of mud cake in three different sizes. I slapped them on top of each other, yep. put ganache over the top of them, yeah. and um, I forgot to get flowers, so I just picked some flowers <laughs> and put it on top of the cake. In saying that, the cake was the most delicious cake I'd ever eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. and there, are, there are TikToks out there that show you exactly how you do all of that as well. And oh. it's brilliant for, for people was not who ideal. just want that to happen. <laughs> this was not ideal, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> the second time I definitely had um, something that made it my own and my husband's, um, you know, personality come into it. And this is what I love about cake is that there's a creative side to it, which can just make it so epic as well. And I had this beautiful traditional um, smaller cake because we only had 30 people at our wedding. And then I had 30 cupcakes. And then on top of my traditional part of the cake, I had um, <laughs> I had a little topper that was a replica of myself in my dress because I'd sent a picture of my dress to the cake maker and Hulk. Yep. (laughs) Hulk on top of my I love that. (laughs) So for some people this sounds slightly insane, but my husband is obsessed with Hulk and he has been a collector um, and I wanted his personality to be in it and he had no idea. So when we went to do the traditional part of a wedding, which is cutting the cake, 
mm-hmm. I have the best photo with him with the biggest <laughs> smile on his face because there's Hulk, top of the cake, oh. and he's like, it's oh. me. They are they they are like my favorite parts of the wedding. Like where when I'll yeah. get a inquiry and someone says we want a, a traditional white wedding cake, the, these are our floral colors. And then you get the little message saying, so for my fiancé, I want to surprise him or her with, and we've done little Darth Vader's or little Pokemon yeah. balls or oh, their or their oh. dogs, their cats. Oh, I mean, yeah. to be honest, um, I had a T-Rex and a Velociraptor yeah. on top of my wedding cake. I had a bride and groom. <laughs> Um, because I'm I'm a dinosaur freak and oh, <laughs> and that, that fun. The, and and I was all about making it how about us and uh, to be honest it was probably far more about me than what it was about Daniel but um, <laughs> with the dinosaurs but that that was about us but we've had so many couples that have chosen as a gift for their partner something that's a surprise whether or not we tuck that in at the back of the cake or it's just slightly hidden amongst the flowers we had a little um Darth Vader that was hidden amongst this beautiful traditional floral design at the front of this cake and then there was this little tiny black Darth Vader just stuck in there and you had to get up a little close to find him um but the photos of well her now husband were absolutely hilarious and then of course if you can't have your dog and cats with you on your wedding day you can generally in a lot of places have your dogs there for the wedding ceremony but obviously not for the reception where there's food being um you know served and things like that in a lot of venues you've got a few issues around that cats also cats also don't do too well in a large group situation so um couples will often choose to pop um to pop a picture or to pop a little model of their their animal on the cake. We've done a few where they've been the very cheeky dogs been digging into the cake and they've got food smeared all over their face or things like that. The the op- options out there are absolutely endless and to make it something that's uniquely you has your whole reception, your whole family and friends just cracking themselves up looking at it or just walking away shaking their heads going, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they did that. But why not? It's your day. That's right. It's <laughs> yeah. generally what I say. Why not? It's your day. If you want Absolutely. to have something fun on your cake, have something fun on your cake. Well, I think then mm. there's a lot of pressure that comes into planning your wedding sometimes outside of the actual couple. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have their two cents worth. Um, <clears throat> mothers of the bride. <clears throat> oh, mothers of the groom. Um, <clears throat> <yeah>. <laughs> Not mine. If, if my mother-in-law ever listens to this, I was not talking about yeah. you. <laughs> there is and there's always, you know, there's always these situations where I think the cake is an opportunity to, if you have kind of given into a lot of things that other people want, um, where you can 100% be yourself and, you know, it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? As in, it's not the dress, it's not the flowers that, you know, are in absolutely every photo. Um, but you know, it's the fun part of the wedding, right? Wedding cakes are the fun yeah. part. That's well, it. they're, they're certainly what, one of the tastier bits as well. Oh, so definitely you, the taste. You know? <laughs> definitely. But also, if, if you think about that, it also works on the flip side to that because I've had a couple of um, couple of weddings where the the mothers of the bride or mothers of the groom or stepmothers of the bride, those sorts, you know, the aunts have felt a little bit left out of that process and mm. the the couple have given them 
free reign on the wedding cake and just sort of said, listen, these are our colour themes. This is how much, you know, we want to do it with, but we'd love your input on the cake. And they've been able to then contribute to something to the wedding in terms of their opinion um, on the cake itself. It's not that common as flipping it and having something very unique, but I think when you're juggling multiple family members um, and you're also trying to balance the very traditional with something quirky and unique that's part of your personality, the cake gives you another opportunity to be able to, you know, choose Mm. that as something that someone can have a bit more input in or just go all out and make the whole day exactly how you want it to be. (laughs) Yeah, and look, I I love that. And I I would say that I definitely did that and I made it my own. And I remember my first wedding, my mother-in-law had a lot to say um, and she she made me feel so bad because I didn't wear a traditional white dress. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I made everything else somewhat traditional, even though I did just get the cake from the bakery. Mm-hmm. Um, that was more of a um, budget choice at that mm-hmm. time in my life. Um, but there was always something to say about everything. So I kind of feel like, yes, it's not as easy sometimes to just do whatever you want. But um, I was determined, yes, second time round, (laughs) I was going to have whatever cake I wanted and, um, yeah, the cake topper to go with it. And, I I mean, I'm a bit addicted to Pinterest as well. So um, I do get a little inspired in regards to cakes. So, so, So what kind of trends did you see in 2023, Fiona, like for cakes? Look, we saw a lot of, there, there are some cakes that aren't going away anytime soon. So the semi-naked styles and what I call the vintage ices, which are those lovely, fluffy, buttercream finished, um, still traditional in two and three tiers sort of thing, but you have that rougher surface. Uh, mm-hmm. They look light and fluffy and they're the cakes that you really want to just run your finger through the icing that you used to do as a kid, you know, when you used to get smashed yeah, with mm-hmm. So then, yeah, mm-hmm. well, they're, they're not going away anytime soon because as an area with a lot of vineyards and a lot of, a lot of timber and a lot of great lighting or moody lighting, those cakes suit a lot of our reception venues. Mm, a lot of that. They're also... Very, very much so. They can mm. also be, they suit a range of flowers and a flower range, you know, and different styles that happen as well. You can make them quite formal. You can make them quite rustic and relaxed. So they're not going away anytime soon and they shouldn't because they're a lovely classic range of cakes. Um, we saw less of the very formal fondant covered cakes. I work in fondant. I love it as a medium. It can look absolutely stunning. It is up there in the price range um, because there's a lot more work that goes into them generally, but it gives you that beautiful matte white or coloured, you know, you can use a lot more things on a fondant cake, more decorations, more embellishments. And for some people, those designs are exactly what they want. We saw probably well, those a lot of- traditional to me. I love I yeah. love fondant work as well. And um I, I love the traditional side of it. I actually had fondant on my cake and then I had like a lacing put over yep. it, you know, and it yep. was just it was beautiful. Just it's stylish, right? Oh mm. very much so. I mean I I did a cake so where what 
just at the beginning of January. So Saturday I did one of my chandeliers, so the hanging cakes, and it was done in fondant. We did that with an edible sugar lace over the top of it. And it's a stunningly beautiful cake. It's got clean lines. You've got interest when it's photographs. It photographs beautifully because the light catches on fondant and, and sugar lace and then flowers quite, you know, can be quite different to a different texture that's on the surface of the cake so explain you know, it's what a chandelier cake is <laughs> i know what a chandelier I cake don't. is. i can I almost hear candace's brain going <laughs> what is this so, when can i interrupt to ask a question <laughs> so chandelier cakes or hanging cakes um we saw coming out uh, probably about maybe first starting about i think i've had my frame on structure for about six or seven years now and it basically is a hanging structure that wraps around the side of the cake so it's metal and then the cake hangs from the top. So it doesn't, the cake never sits flat on the on the surface of the barrel or things like that, but the cake actually hangs from the top and it is connected in one place at the top so it can move. Oh, like if you actually like, just like oh, I look for the old. for the first couple of times it did and and when I was working out the weight and the structure and how to make it all balance, it took me months and a lot of trips to Bunnings. Um, and, oh, yeah, Cake Decorator's best friend is Bunnings, the tool section. So it's amazing what we buy from there. And um, getting it all structured. But And I do a couple of those a year. Um because they are a very distinctive kind of cake. They don't suit everybody. Mm-hmm. And they literally just hang from the top. So we've done them in the vintage icing. We You can't do them in a semi-naked. It needs more structure than that. But um, we hang, We the one we did on the weekend was, yeah, was a fondant covered weight one, which was quite traditional. But then all the flowers were multicolored and it was just this riot of amazing colors so it was untraditional in the color that went with it so but no no the the chandeliers are sort of are are at one end of the bell curve (laughs) of uh, of the amount of cakes that we do how do you cut the cake how do you Uh, just just like a regular cake you cut into the top tier so the cake is the right way up it's just that it hangs from the top so the biggest tier is at the top and then the smallest tier is at the bottom. So you pop it on that way. So it basically oh. looks like you've taken a three-tiered cake, turned it upside down, except all oh. the cakes are facing up the right way. So when you cut, you cut into the top and the back of the um, of the chandelier. There's a couple on the website, Oof. I think, in the in the gallery well, I, section. I to think have I'm, a look gonna, at. I'm gonna have to go and have a look at that. Um, <laughs> That's just like I'm next level. I'm so intrigued, but I really uh, want to know, like, have you ever dropped a cake? Like, oh, uh, uh, chandelier, like if it's upside down and hanging, like not just a chandelier cake, but any cake, have you ever dropped a cake? Not not officially. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, thankfully, touch wood, um, not when I've been at the delivering stage. There have been times when I, I've certainly dropped them straight out of my oven because I've forgotten that cake pans are hot, um, especially when they've been baking for a couple of hours and you forget your hands aren't made of asbestos and commercial ovens are hot. And um, So I've, I've dropped a couple in those early stages. I did drop one onto my bench um, 
because I was trying to do something stupid with it to get a TikTok film. And um, <laughs> TikTok. Oh, yeah. Or oh, around the world. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't it wasn't anyone's cake except mine. But um, okay. I've I haven't I haven't dropped one touch wood that anybody oh. that has been anybody's cake. Yeah. We have had mishaps because it doesn't matter what you do when the weather is forty odd degrees. Delivering cakes and setting up cakes is always going to be, and let's face it, some of our some of our valley locations get very hot in summer, mm-hmm. um, so they can get more and more fragile at those times. You know, where where we're battling the elements to be able to make it a success in the end. But mm. um, I think if if I have made any errors, I've successfully hidden them in the fine <laughs> product. <laughs> Yes. A carefully placed flower can often hide someone ah. someone who accidentally knocked a cake when they might have been working around the cake when they were setting it up. Mm. So we, we work really closely with the florists when we're... I was just, it, that was my question because there's something that I found out about cakes that I don't know why I never thought about this, but it makes so much sense now that I think about it. Um, there was a cake being delivered and it just happened to be a wedding that I was there and I knew the cake. Um, I think it was um, Mel um, that we both know, and she was delivering a cake and she insisted on putting the flowers on herself. Yes. And lucky she did because the florist had brought flowers that are not able to be put on top of a cake. Now, now tell tell everybody because I honestly didn't even, this didn't even cross my mind and possibly it could have poisoned everybody at my first wedding for this reason. This is so, I'm um, learning this for the first time right now. This is so interesting. <laughs> so we all we all know that there are certain flowers and plants that are toxic to our pets because we don't yeah. have them in our home. Yes, there are also that. Yes, there, there's, that. there's also a, a lot of things that are toxic to humans that we shouldn't be putting on a food substance. I know, but there you just are, don't think about it. Like, you, you don't. And I I must say, Mel and I are Mel and I are good friends. So. Um, I, I'm not speaking out of turn by saying we both are very similar in this approach. I'm I much prefer that's a nice yeah, I I definitely put most of my flower most of the flowers on the cake and I have edited bundles of flowers that have been given to me because a florist job is huge and massive. Being able to keep on top of what everyone's preferences are. And there are ways of ensuring that a certain flower is safe to be able to place on a cake one example um hydrangeas high beautiful big fluffy headed they hydrangeas no 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 bad bad um, <laughs> but we have done them in the past where the stems of the hydrangeas and because they're also very temperamental you take them out of water for any length of time and they start to wilt but if they're put in their own little water capsule at the back and then they're rested on the board or you know things like that you can make it food safe um flowers are also wired and taped before they're placed into cakes so in general the flowers don't actually go into the cake it's the forestry wire and the floristry tape that go into the cake. A lot of cake decorators also use what are called cake picks, um, which are little, I guess, little pods that go into the cake and then they're like a completely enclosed tube and then the flowers can sit into that as well. So 
cake decorators around the world, we all use we all use very different things um, as to how to make things foods, how to make cakes, mm-hmm. uh, the flowers that are going on the cake food safe, and we just wing it when we see what we've been given. Yeah, and and so you have like with the bride first about expectations and um, you know what flowers can be used, and what are not ideal, or or you just have. Generally, with with my couples, I say to them, order your cake flowers through your florist um, because that that way they match your reception flowers. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm I'm organising my delivery schedule, I go to the florists. Um, I used to do it about a week beforehand until they all started telling me, please, Fiona, don't ask us a week beforehand. Ask us the week (gasps) of the wedding Um, because I was a little (laughs) too organised. And generally it's about a week beforehand. I'll say to them, what time are you on site? And I will deliver the cake when they're on site or after they've been and they'll leave Mm. me the flowers or they will have already, uh, quite a lot of them will wire and tape them um, already for me. Otherwise, pretty much any cake decorator carries a full floristry kit when it comes to cake flowers anyway. We all carry secateurs and wire and tape and everything else that goes along with it in order to pre- or in order to prep the flowers. Now, mm-hmm. I can only speak for myself. I don't mind wiring and taping flowers. It doesn't take me very long. Other cake decorators do require that the flowers are wired and taped ahead of time and ready for them to place onto the cake. So it well, really just depends on the preference, individual preference. Right? Most yeah, definitely. Um, um, I'm lucky because we're going to yeah, I, I just don't think that um, uh, someone who's never planned a wedding before would even consider some of these things. And I, I honestly just even being in the industry and being married, like I said, I probably could have killed everyone at my first wedding. I just yeah. chucked some flowers on top. I didn't think about any of that. Um, no. look, the, the amount, to be honest, the amount of, well, some some flowers you have to consume. You've got to cons- some flowers are toxic because of the sap in them. Some are toxic because of their leaves, because of their berries. Mm. In general, there are there, there's just a range of flowers that we try to avoid when it's on when it's on food. It, well, there there are some flowers we definitely avoid, and there are other flowers that we avoid or we make as food safe as we possibly can do. Mm. I mean, technically. Te- technically, unless you are using um, edible flowers, so flowers that have generally been grown on a organic or pesticide-free fa- farm that are able for human consumption. So the flowers that you often see when you go out for a lovely dinner and they're on your dessert or they're part of your salad or things like that. But when we look at those flowers, they're not the flowers people are generally choosing for their wedding. No, so, no. Yeah, it's it's about balancing how you make sure that there's no cross-contamination between what you're putting onto the cake and mm. then what people are ingesting. Okay. So if and if if we're if we get to the point and we're looking at the flowers, I err on the side of caution and I will say that one doesn't go on the cake, but we can pop it down on the cake board and use mm-hmm. it as an accent at the bottom of the cake. So, yeah, so there, are of, there are ways there are ways of working with people and with people's um people's themes yeah. and their styling mm-hmm. and it's developing that good relationship with the florists as well. So, um yeah. Yeah. And how long does it usually take you to make a cake? 
Well, it's generally across the week, to be honest. Most of us, like most of the wedding industry, we all try to take Monday off because we've been working all weekend. (laughs) So um, generally most wedding cakes for a Saturday are baked around the Tuesday or the Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I, I use mud cakes, um, and they actually develop in flavor across the course of a few days. And because it's best for safe, safety and stability, well, I find best for safety and stability that each stage has a bit of a rest between each bit. So I, I'll bake one day and I'll make ganache that day, which is what I fill my cakes with. And generally what I coat the outside with as well. Then on another day, I'll actually fill the cakes and layer them up. And then I try not to stack them until a day after that, if I possibly can, because I like everything to firm up um, mm. between those, especially depend, especially if I'm driving on a lot of dirt roads to get a cake to a venue, especially <laughs> if I have, which let's face it, we're doing on an almost daily basis in the valley. And or or if it's a very large cake and it's taking a lot of weight because there's a lot of structure that goes into a cake in order to make it secure as well. And there are times when, I mean, up until we had the roadworks at Wallenby, most of us were delivering cakes to Wallenby completely deconstructed because once we hit all of that, those those potholes. So, yeah, yeah. so that's something I want to mention to any bride that might be listening. This might even be overwhelming for you to hear some of all of these things that we're talking about but it is like the reality of being in the wedding industry and hiring someone who actually has this kind of experience like even to listen to Fiona now saying when we go out to Wollombi it's deconstructed and it's like who would think about that as a bride (laughs) (laughs) and and I I think I think that that, that's a beautiful thing they shouldn't have to think about that like when, Mm. when you're planning a wedding You've got so many options out there and trying to refine it down to what it is you actually want. You don't have to be an expert on everything. That's that's why you're hiring us. You're hiring, exactly you're hiring right. Tina because she knows how to make people look absolutely stunning and gorgeous and beautiful for their for photos. And you're hiring me because I can go and do all this running around beforehand and I can look, I can look at where your venue is and I can look at the time of year it's going to be at. And I can think, okay, so I usually can't go that way because there'll be flooding down this road at this time of year generally or the roads will have washed out a couple of months beforehand, which <laughs> we get and we, we have to yeah. consider that. And and I, I drive, a, I've, I've got a commercial van and I traded in my, and I miss my SUV during winter sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, it was, we, it was we, a good we, feeling to have my SUV, my little van, you know. Which is also important for people to understand hiring somebody local to the area that you're getting married in, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because they do know the area. They do know what they can and can't do. Like if somebody, I I had a bride that had a shocking accident where they picked up their cake from Sydney and brought Mm -hmm. it up with them themselves. Um, I won't tell you what happened to the cake. (laughs) It wasn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen, I've seen the outcomes of those. I don't, uh, it works, but I don't even like taking a salad across the road. (laughs) And to be honest, I, I actually have a bit of a rule. Um, even for my event cakes that are being picked up, I don't like even, I don't like anything that's tiered to be picked up from the shop. Yeah. Mm. Um, if I can possibly avoid it. Mm-hmm. So because most people go to put them on the back seat of the car 
I'm like, well, well, who put, does all they, all they, yeah, well, you know, tell, tell everybody where it should go. <laughs> tell everybody where it should go. Please. please put it in the footwell of the pa- of the front seat of the passenger. Turn Thank whoever you. is sitting in the front seat into the back. That's it is right. flat there. Or if you have an SUV, in the middle of the floor of your boot where the air conditioning can get to it. Sitting on your lap or sitting on your sister's lap or your aunt's lap, it's not flat. And when you go around a corner and they get jiggled around, they're going to try to hug the box. The box is not made of concrete. It will crush <laughs> onto the cake. what I would do. So this is so informative. Yes, and and, and, the, and the, the, the back seat isn't flat. The back seat tilts towards yeah. where the back of the seat, back like in, the bottom yeah. bit, uh-huh. tilts. And so things will slide. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Cake, cake decorators have SUVs, and we have. I've I've got a I've got a, wa- a caddy, a little van, um, with this amazing flat floor space. It's Very absolutely cool. glorious. You can lie down in it. It looks cute, but it's big enough to lie down inside. I've tried, and um, and actually, uh, one of our last cakes we ordered in we did in December was the biggest cake we've ever done. It was on a one metre wide board and it was an 80 centimetre wide, what I call an Italian style wedding cake, which are the shorter ones, the the lower, like the ones that are only about half the size, but four times as wide. We took that out to Wollombi and um, that board fits in fits in the back of my car. I was I measured it before I quoted on it. I'm like, I can get a metre board in here and we got it out there. So we we consider all the delivery issues that we might have when we're doing the quote because we yeah. can see where you're getting married. We can see what time of year you're getting married at and we know what the Hunter Valley can be like. And the Hunter Valley has some fairly unique weather conditions compared to Newcastle or to Port Stephens. Um, we get a lot of storms. We get a lot of humidity. Being able to basically prepare for that, um, I mean, we were talking just prior to this and I said, look, it's it's a couple of times a year we'll get a phone call from a venue who have gone, we just saw you drive past. We've had a wedding cake delivered here. Can you drop in and take a look at it because it's melted in the car coming up or it's collapsing because there's no structure inside the cake that's been prepped there or there's no boards underneath each tier. I mean, I, I love the idea that a family member makes your cake for you. I think it's a wonderfully, incredibly generous and beautiful thing for somebody mm-hmm. to do for mm-hmm. you. It's it's perfect. Yeah, definitely. And so But they need they need to put boards underneath the cakes and yeah. cardboard doesn't cut it when you're delivering. And Vera, I I've I've helped a number of families where they've rung up and said, you know, I've I've said I'm going to make my niece's wedding cake. What is it I need to do? And I'm happy to have that conversation with you and say to you, you need to go and put boards underneath the cake, and you need to do some structure. I'll send you a couple of links to a different to a website or a YouTube video that will help show you what structure looks like, because that way I know that the cake will make it to its location in one piece. Mm, yeah. So, and it's if you were going, cute. if your family member was going to make your cake for you then you were never going to come to me to make the cake anyway. And that's not a problem. I'm happy to help out, you know, and send you in the right direction for um, for what can be done. And that also means I'm not getting a phone call saying, please, can you just come and have a look at it? And sometimes there's nothing we can do. And other times we move some flowers around. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Um, it's great. It's fun. Thanks so much, Fiona. All right. Thanks.
Well, guys, that's a wrap for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to Fiona from Dragonfly Cakes. I know I did. I had the best time interviewing her and so much so that we talked for almost two hours and I just couldn't cut out all of that awesome information. So guess what? We have episode two coming to you in only two days time. So once you've listened to all the juicy details in this episode, tune in in two days time to listen to part two. Thanks guys. With you the sun is shining 24 seven because when we're together it feels like we're in heaven if it will get dark you'll be my million stars I know I can lean on you. Oh, you catch me like a leaf falling from a tree If you'll be a shooting star, I'll make a wish No, I don't fake this kind of feeling, never felt so real My heart is on the table cause you're my everything I do, 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 I wanna marry you It's when you're around, I know it's true The way you make me feel is so good, baby So good, so good, every single day So good, so good Every single day